Live Your Heart Out podcast, a show for wild hearts, change makers, and soulpreneurs. Together, we dive deep into the exploration of what it means to live a meaningful life. I'm your host, Connie Bozowski, and I hope you're ready to live your magic. Hey friends, what's up? It's me, it's Connie. Blessings from Ecuador. I believe this is episode number six. And I thought it was time to record another, yeah, one of those solo episodes. Just me, the, the microphone, and you. <laughs> um, and as much as I hope you've been enjoying also the, the replays of YouTube videos or Facebook lives as podcast episodes. I know that um, this podcast is not only meant to be a replay sort of show, but uh, also me just kind of jamming on, you know, thoughts, ideas, just me. <laughs> so today's topic is about obsessive thinking. And this is something that I have a lot of experience in. <laughs> and I know that many people struggle with that as well. With a mind that just won't shut up. With a mind that just has a lot of monkeys jumping around. And oh boy, I mean, I've got uh, millions in there. And you know, the, the goal is not to get rid of the monkeys. Because that doesn't work. <laughs> Uh, one day I just had to surrender to the fact that um, they're just they're just there, and it's not about kicking them out, and it's not about killing them or it's not it's not about that. It's about making friends with them. It's about helping them to chill out, basically. So yeah, my mind is obsessive by nature. <laughs> it really is. I have a lot of mental energy. And that is a good thing and it's a bad thing. Um, it's a bad thing because, yeah, it makes me repeat a lot of the same thoughts and I can obsess over a situation or something I did or something someone said or I can obsess over a fear which then turns into anxiety. Like, you know... It's just really easy to sort of, yeah, get completely lost in a waterfall <laughs> of just repetitive thoughts. And the good thing about having a lot of mental energy is that I have a lot of ideas. <laughs> um, I'm, yeah, I'm always... I always feel inspired. I There's a lot of creative energy in my brain as well. And so when you look at it like that, that all it is, all this obsessive thinking, this really hyperactive mind, all these monkeys, is just energy, right? And you can sort of direct it. And when you are in this obsessive thinking mode, that's one way to direct your energies. But you can also direct it in a positive way and use that energy to be creative and to come up with ideas and um, have a lot of beautiful thoughts. And that both of it is possible. 
it's just a way of changing habits, you know, of getting out of that hamster wheel of negativity, of fears, of anxiety. And essentially directing your monkeys in a way that they listen to you and not the other way around. Because it's, you know, it's kind of like a circus in there a lot of times. <laughs> and because I've studied my monkeys inside and out, and I've studied my brain, and I've read a lot of books on this exact issue, and um, yeah, I've really occupied myself with wanting to figure out how to relax my mind and how to use this this mental energy in a way that's healthier <laughs> because obsessive thinking is not very healthy <laughs> usually because so what happens is when a thought usually triggers some sort of emotion and and also I mean emotions can trigger thoughts but usually so here's what they say is that an emotion usually has 90 seconds that's usually the lifetime of an emotion and everything that comes after that is just a repetition of a thought that triggers that same emotion. And so I know so from, you know, when I was heartbroken or whatever other sad, um, painful situation I was experiencing is that you feel like this pain, these emotions are just never ending. They're super horrible and you keep, but the, the, the reason that that's the case is because you keep thinking the same painful thoughts that keep triggering the same painful emotions and that for me is the worst case scenario of obsess obsessive thinking and I'm sure maybe you can identify with that and so the number one rule is and that I figured that out that it helps to just kind of chill out for a bit anyway <laughs> is that don't believe everything your mind says. Don't believe all the thoughts that are going on there. Don't believe what the monkeys are shouting at you. Because what it is is that it's really just a programming. There's a program going on and it's like a computer. Your brain's a computer and the thoughts are the software. And you've got all these neural pathways and the more often you think one thought, the more neurons are wired together and then they, they keep firing together because you keep thinking the same thought. And so it gets easier and easier to think the same thought. And you got to kind of imagine these neural pathways, they're like highways. But in the beginning, if you think a thought for the first time, it's it's only like a track in a field. You know, you're walking it for the first time. You're walking across a field and there's no there's no road. There's no real path. But the more often you walk this field, the more trodden it becomes. And eventually, you know, once you've thought that thought hundreds and millions of times, it doesn't just turn into a path. It turns into into a road and into a highway. And you're so used to thinking that same thought and you just believe it completely, you know. But in the end, it's really all about reprogramming um, our minds and to 
establish new thinking habits. It's like you got to train yourself. It's like going to the gym. You you go to the gym to build new muscles, you know, and and essentially you it doesn't just happen because you go once or twice or three times. It's, you know, you got to go over and over again. And eventually you build those muscles. And that's the same thing with building new neural pathways. The way that you build this one neural pathway by thinking, let's say, I'm not good enough, or by remembering one painful memory from your past, it's just a it's just this highway that's been there for a long time. But once you start thinking that thought less, that highway will turn back into a field. <laughs> kind of. Does that make sense? That's kind of how once I understood that and I like to speak in analogies or metaphors really then my brain can't really bullshit me anymore you know and I like to understand things also on a scientific level so when I under when I can understand that a thought is really no more than you know something that's triggered by neurons and once I understand it like on a biological level then it's almost as though everything that's going on up there it doesn't it kind of loses its power you know and I remember vividly back then like six seven years ago when I basically read my very first personal development book when I was going through a really painful breakup and I was full of painful thoughts and memories it was horrible this was when I this was the time that I was like okay I need to figure out number one why am I suffering so bad and number two how can I ease my suffering how can I get these thoughts how can I get how can I get these monkeys under control because I these thoughts in my head they were killing me it was so painful and so I was reading my first real personal development book by Eckhart Tolle and I understood by reading that book that I am not my thoughts and that was oh, that was that opened up a whole new universe for me because up until that day up until 2012 I thought I am my thoughts I took my thoughts as the real thing <laughs> and then I realized holy shit man unbelievable I'm not my thoughts I don't have to believe them I'm I can separate myself from what's going on in my mind and I am not the pain and that was huge so yeah we can totally develop new thinking habits and I've been doing that for the last few years I've been trying really hard to go to the <laughs> that habit gym <laughs> for my mind and especially I feel like especially in the last year and especially in the last I don't know, a few months, I've made some real breakthroughs. And for one, you know, like I mentioned in the beginning, it's, it's one huge, huge decision that I made was I'm not gonna, I'm gonna have to let go of control. Because like I said, it's you gotta surrender to what's going on in your head <laughs> it doesn't mean you give up it's just that okay 
this is how I am. This is how my brain works. I have all this mental energy. Now it's not about trying not to think because it doesn't work. <laughs> not trying not to think doesn't work. It's like I tell you the example of, you know, I tell you, hey, do not think about a pink elephant. What are you going to think of? You're going to think of a pink elephant. <laughs> so don't think of Connie being naked. What are you going to think of? You're going to think of me being naked. <laughs> so that just doesn't work. So we it's not about controlling. And and that's I, I also a thing I, I believe that um, many people struggle with that have this obsessive thinking habit going on is that we really we try to control a lot of things in our lives and that's one of the reasons why our mind is so hyperactive so once you understand that then you're open to actually embrace what's going on up there and instead of fighting against it instead of fighting the monkeys you can make friends with them what makes way more sense <laughs> and so meditation is something that you know, obviously it's everybody is kind of talking about meditation here, meditation there. And I just, it's not about not thinking. I think that's what a lot of people get wrong. And especially those people that are like, oh, I can't meditate. Uh, my mind is too active. I can't meditate. I'm like, yeah, I know my mind is too. <laughs> Even now, six years into meditation, six years of meditating, my mind is still active. But that's not the point. The point is to sit down, embrace what's going on up there, make friends with it. And whenever the monkeys are jumping up and down, you just tell them to chill and you come back to your breath or whatever it is, whatever type of meditation you like to practice. And so I don't let that excuse of, oh, I can't meditate. I have too many thoughts going on or whatever. I, that's not a valid excuse not to meditate. There's actually no excuse that's valid not to meditate. And I recently did a a little poll on Instagram asking who of my followers, it was in an Insta story, who of my followers meditates daily. And I was a bit shocked, guys, because only 30% of my followers meditate daily. And so I was like, holy shit. Um, no wonder so many people are suffering. <laughs> I'm like, I thought I was setting a good example by talking about meditation all the time, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I feel like it's not working. <laughs> um, but all I want to say is, really, everything you think of why you can't meditate or why you're a bad meditator, there is no such thing as a bad meditation. It just doesn't exist. There's only effort. So... And it's also not about meditating for 20, 30, 40 minutes or an hour. You know, I know when, because I, you know, ever since January 1st, I'm back to meditating for an hour every day. And I use Dr. Joe Dispenza's meditations. And I know it might sound intimidating to a lot of people. And they're like, oh, I can never meditate for an hour. Yeah, that, I thought that too. Okay. For most of my life. And here I am meditating every day for an hour. Just sit my ass down. I won't let my mind control my life anymore. I'm sick of that. I'm in charge. <laughs> but uh, it, you don't have to meditate an hour. Just sit down and meditate for two minutes. Just start. Just do two. Do five. Do ten. And then, you know, that's how I started. I swear to God, that's how I started. And I also mentioned in my newsletter that I send out today. Also, if you're not on my newsletter yet, 
uh, you better sign up. <laughs> and uh, that's an order. Uh, <laughs> um, so go to my website, liveyourheartout.co and just sign up wherever you can put your email address in. Just put your email address in because I send out nice emails. At least that's what I'd like to think. <laughs> but um, see, now I forgot what I was going to talk about. Okay, well, moving on. Um, the next thing. Oh, no, I, now I remember. Of course I remember. I was talking about exercise and, and just how awesome it is to move your body and stuff. And um, I also know that uh, we all have excuses. And it's just crazy how we have excuses for the things that are the best for us, like meditation, healthy diet, exercise, you know. And yet so many people don't do it. And here's the thing. Excuses, they're super old school. Their excuses are told like they're full on 2017. All right. That's a thing of the past. Now this year, 2018 and going forward, it's all about taking action. And it's all about making quantum leaps and making real changes. And excuses, they don't, they, they're not allowed in 2018. So um, let's just not, let's just not do excuses. I think they're super boring. It's just your mind playing tricks on you. And we're done with that. <laughs> All right. Can we agree on that? Cool. Awesome. Moving on. So you got meditation. Obviously, it helps. And I mean, I keep repeating myself. But I've been doing those very special Dr. Joe meditations on January 1st. And uh, they really do the job. And um, my brain is so much quieter and so much more chilled out. And my monkeys are just kind of super relaxed. And it's, uh, it's amazing. And that also means that my depression is better and all of that. And, you know, I've been meditating, like I said, for about six years in all different ways, shapes and forms. <laughs> I mean, I've tried everything, really all the different ways you can meditate. I've probably tried it for a while and I've experimented a lot and I've freestyled and I mixed and matched, you know, different meditation practices. And But what I'm doing right now is uh, the real deal, for sure. Um, if nothing works, definitely check out Dr. Joe Dispenza's books as meditations. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, um, what else helps me? Well, of course... Well, what do I say? Of course, it's not clear for everybody. <laughs> what I think is just super obvious doesn't mean it's obvious for everybody else. But I just don't want it to sound like a cliche, you know, but <laughs> moving your body exercise has also really changed the way that my mind works and it completely changed. Um, my thinking habits and that's why you know in the mornings I meditate and then I exercise and at best you know especially when my mind is on overdrive and just going super crazy obsessive about something I go running or even better actually sometimes surfing because surfing for me is still a pretty scary thing to do even you know surfing is still not easy for me <laughs> and uh, people think I'm a good surfer I'm a really shitty surfer and that's not why I do surfing. I don't do it because um, I want to be amazing and I want to look super hot on a Well, I, you know, I kind of do want to look hot on a surfboard. Obviously, I want to be a really cool surfer chick. But I also had to surrender to the fact that I'm not a born surfer, maybe. 
I do definitely need the 10,000 hours and maybe 50,000 hours, <laughs> but I do it because it really gets me out of my head. So whatever it is that gets you out of your head, let it be surfing, let it be running or going to the gym or swimming actually helps me so much. Oh my God. Oh. Seriously, swimming, swimming is amazing. Just being in the, the element of water, there's something to it and it changes the frequency of your brain waves. It does something to it. And so I started swimming last year. And so I like to, to really, um, you know, use a variety of ways to move my body. I have to say that yoga and I'm a yogi and I love yoga and all of it, but um, yoga is not necessarily the best thing for me to do when my brain is going crazy. So, so at best, it's something more cardio style um, or like I said, surfing, for example. So that always helps to quiet, to, <laughs> to chill out my brain. And also uh, what helps a lot as well um, is being in nature, going for walks, also because there's something about being in nature because it has a certain it has a, a distinct frequency i believe being by the beach or walking in the mountains or just walking in a field or in the forest or something and our brains then attune to that and whatever is you know whatever chemical process is going on in our brains when we do that uh it helps so that's amazing and I personally I love being in nature in general I'm not really a city girl because it doesn't actually help my obsessive thinking it doesn't help my uh, my very hyperactive mind it actually when I'm in a city for too long it actually makes me more anxious and believe it or not actually the only city that I can handle as a city is Los Angeles <laughs> I've I've noticed. And that's because I don't think it's a city. It's a conglomeration of towns <laughs> of like bigger towns just kind of merged together. But it doesn't have the feel of like a New York or a Berlin or a London or something like that. But generally I definitely prefer living more in nature or close to nature because I feel like my brain can totally chill out better in an environment like that. And now two things, the two last things that have been, yeah, just uh, very, very helpful in relaxing my obsessive mind. <laughs> One thing, I've and I just really became more aware of that and conscious of that last year and since then I've used it really to my um, advantage a lot more and that's the thing you know when we become more conscious of things like huh huh <laughs> so I realized that the best way for me to use my mental energy when I'm in obsessive mode is to create to create let's get into creation mode 
And for me, that means like right now, I'm I'm make, I'm recording a podcast. It it can be writing or can be shooting a video, can be you know going out and shooting photos or taking footage for a video, you know, or designing something or working on my website. Like it's creating something. Can also be away from my laptop, you know, and whatever it is, doing something with my hands or cooking or you know. But whatever it is for you, maybe you want to make a list of things that give you joy, what that you enjoy creating. It's, I swear to God, the best thing in life for us humans, because we're born to create. And so when you tap into that energy, when you're creating and you start to get into the flow your brain just doesn't it doesn't have that it doesn't have that space anymore it, to just come up with all these really uh not very helpful thoughts it's when you're in creation mode you're in creation mode it's like you you go when you when we're in the flow right it's like we go back to this when we're when we were kids and right now here, I'm living with my shaman and uh, they've got two kids. They're one year and three years. And it's so beautiful to watch them because we can learn so much from kids because they love creating and they love, they're just in the flow all the time, basically. They're just always following their highest excitement. And it's, it's really beautiful to watch. And it's like that. Like we have to go back to that place. We have to find activities and and things to do where we can be kids again you know where we can embrace and i mean that literally you know activities that let us embrace our inner child because we neglect those inner childs all the fucking time because we're you know we so think we need to be adults all the time and i'm so bored of being an adult i mean and i'm not even really good at it and I don't care. <laughs> um, for me, it's really been all about reconnecting with my inner child and just finding those flow states and to play, to find ways to play. And um, that has been a huge game changer for that obsessive mind of mine. <laughs> And now lastly, this is uh, a very new discovery. It's uh, not really mm, something I'm going to sort of uh, recommend to everybody. It's just a, an, a discovery and an insight that I've had this past week doing plant medicine. Because so I've been doing San Pedro, which is also called Huachuma. And uh, it's kind of similar to ayahuasca, but not really. It's also very different. Um, it's a cactus, actually. But... Um, what I mean to say is that when you're in that, when you take the medicine and um, you're experiencing the effects of the medicine, you're fully in the moment. And that in itself is just so, so beautiful. And I was so aware of that during my second ceremony because it was all about actually the purpose of that second ceremony was about reconnecting to my inner child. And I realized that the best way 
to reconnect her inner child is to be right here, right now, in the moment. To find pleasure in the small things. Um, and to find, to like experience that awe, you know, that little kid's experience when they explore and discover the world around them. And that in itself to develop that awareness of how can I better live in the now? Because the more I can do that, the less power my mind has, the less fear it can produce. Because fear is just a program. And so in the end, it's, it's about how can I, how can I reprogram myself? How can I give my software a little update? And all these strategies, all these things that I've been talking about now are really just ways, the more you do them, the more you can reprogram your mind, the more you can create new neural pathways, the more you can create neurons that then wire together and fire together and that are not rooted in all these negative, obsessive, thoughts but in nice thoughts maybe even beautiful thoughts loving thoughts creative thoughts and it is possible because like I said I'm very experienced with uh, <laughs> my obsessive mind it's really all about redirecting that energy and whatever it is for you maybe even write down a list of things that you can do consciously when you catch yourself having these really obsessive thoughts these fears maybe these really painful memories over and over and over again have that list ready have it written down have it as a as a note on your phone so you can go through it choose a thing and do that i swear that's what i did I'm not kidding <laughs> Just going back to the basics. So yeah, that's all I got, guys. I just wanted to share that because, um, yeah, I know that we all, in one way or another, have minds that, you know, make us think that uh, the world is horrible and that we need to be in pain and that we're victims and that we need to be scared or stressed. But it doesn't have to be that way. And there's a way out. And I've found a few ways that have helped me a lot on this journey to make friends with my monkeys. <laughs> All right. Well, kiddos, um, Today is February the 8th. It is now almost 6 p.m. And I have my last um, plant medicine ceremony starting in about three and a half hours. And yeah, I'm sure I'll fill you in on my experiences very soon. And until then, I hope you, um, yeah, make friends with your monkeys. <laughs> and uh, write that list 
And I'm sending you a lot of love and blessings from Ecuador. And we'll talk very, very soon. All right. Thank you so much for listening. And um, until next time. Bye. Mwah.